Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. But I am not Chris Carlin or Chris Canty. I am Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette. Cornets are hanging out instead of the Chris's today. I peeped this. You're, you're really excited. One of your one of your good buds jumping on here. We're gonna talk a little hockey. You're juiced up. I am. I'm excited. It's a hockey household. I want to be very clear about that. We're staring at a Belfour jersey here from back in the day. But from before the Blackhawks. Our, before our friend joins us, I want to reiterate: it's a hockey household here in the corner. That's right. Let them know, Jay. Yeah. It's a hockey household. <laughs> so we're excited to be joined by Emily Kaplan. She's our ESPN NHL insider and reporter. She literally does it all for us here on the hockey front at. ESPN. So, Em, I know you are in Colorado getting set for Game 1, Stanley Cup Final. It goes down tonight. Avalanche are hosting that Tampa Bay Lightning. And before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what's going to happen on the ice tonight, I want to ask you about Braden Point, because I heard you talking about it yesterday, and maybe you have an update on if he's going to play either in Game 1 or Game 2. He's going to play tonight. John Cooper pretty much confirmed it to us, and that's huge news because he has been maybe their best player in these postseason the last two years when they won the Stanley Cup. Just look up his stats in the bubble. They're absurd. Um, he hasn't played since game seven of the first round. Um, it's been a tough rehab process for him. You know, it's hard just to sit on the bench and watch your teammates. But he told me when he played that one shift at the end of game seven, I sat down with Braden yesterday, um, he knew that he was a detriment to the team and he was doing more harm than good. So I know that the fact that he feels ready to go and the team is putting him in there means that he feels like he can make an impact tonight. Emily, as you look at, you know, what the Avs were able to do, it's been such a dominant run for them. They take care of them in four. They've got the rest. The Lightning, uh, what a physically imposing battle in that series versus the Rangers, and now they come in and we're in the Stanley Cup. Do you expect any rust on one side, any fatigue on another that maybe plays out in game one? Yeah, it's crazy because, like, the Lightning had the same situation entering the Eastern Conference Final. They swept the Florida Panthers. They had nine days off. And, like, at first they're like, no, no, Rust wasn't a big deal. It's not going to be a big deal. And then they lose the first two games to the New York Rangers, and then later they admit, yeah, it actually did affect us a lot. So it'll be curious to see how it plays out for the Avalanche. I mean, look, this is the Stanley Cup Final. The Eastern Conference Final is a big deal, too. Um, I think they will be amped up to go. I think, you know, they've probably learned lessons um, from other teams who have had to go through this, including their opponents tonight. But um, I don't know how it's going to shake out at all, so we're just going to have to wait and see. I do know, though, but playing in Denver, especially for a visiting team, it's always hard with the altitude and all that. So maybe that's an equalizer. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking to Emily Kaplan right now, ESPN NHL insider and reporter for us. You can catch her coverage of the Stanley Cup final throughout the entirety of this final on ABC, and it all kicks off tonight. Um, Okay, so these two teams are very different teams, and obviously we focus a lot on the goaltending and what we've seen from Tampa Bay, and then on the other side, the Avs and and their pace and how quickly they can score goals. And so it feels like a battle of two different things here. How do you expect this to shake out, at least in game one? And I know you said perhaps being in Colorado, could be an equalizer but the goaltending I mean at this point can they keep up with the goaltending the avalanche yeah it's I mean look if there's one clear advantage in this series um it's the lightning in their goaltender and Andre Vasilevsky Igor Shosturkin was the best goaltender in the NHL this season 
Andre Vasilevsky is still the best goaltender in the world. He's proved that. Look up his stats. I keep saying look up his stats like I'm lazy. I'm not going to repeat them for you. But um, his stats in series clinching games are absolutely absurd. Like when there's no tomorrow, when the stakes are higher, that's when he seems to play his best. Um, and, you know, the one thing that the Lightning do so well is they block shots and they clog up those lanes. And Jared Bednar told us this morning, like, he's just instructing his guys, get shots on net as much as you can. And they might not always go through, but it's a challenge because even when those shots go through, um, you got Vasilevsky back there. So if there's one area the Lightning have a clear advantage, definitely in net. Darcy Kemper's a good goaltender. He's not, not even close to Andre Vasilevsky. The Avs, Emily, 12-2 and in this postseason run. Just dominant. And the heavy favorites going into the final. Just how good has this group been this postseason? So good. Um, And, you know, like one guy that I want to single out is Kale McCarr. Because if you're just a casual fan and you don't know about him, um, he is the guy that's going to be the face of NHL defenses. Like, this is the guy that every player is going to want to mold their game after. He's a game changer. The way he skates is so effortless. Um, the way that he transitions from D to offense, just everything he does is so impressive. And I think this is going to be a showcase for him. And the reason I wanted to call him out right here is that I think he somehow upped his game from the regular season to the postseason. And this is a guy that's going to be a finalist for the Norris Trophy as the best defenseman of the league. So to up your game in the playoffs when you're that good already, I mean, that says something. Talking to Emily Kaplan, and I know, Em, you got to run here shortly because you're getting set for a broadcast that's coming up here in about two hours on ABC. It's game one of the Stanley Cup final between the Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And so the Tampa Bay Lightning, we were just talking about them in terms of dynasties. They're seeking to become the first team to win three straight Stanley Cups since the Islanders did it back in the 80s. Um, and this roster, Em, has so much experience, obviously, now in the postseason and in a Stanley Cup final. How do you think that's going to bode in terms of going up against an AV squad that obviously doesn't have anywhere near that much experience? Um, it's not, you know, experience does matter at this time of year. It really does. And I think it matters most in those, you know, um, final minutes of a game, big face-off situation, those kind of clutch things. And the Lightning have a roster of guys who have been through it, who are unfazed by those moments. I do think, though, that the Avalanche have their own types of experience of, of their heartbreak and, and, and knowing what didn't work for them before. I mean, the most memorable press conference I can remember in the NHL was last year when the Avs were eliminated in the second round yet again. And Nathan McKinnon gets up there on the podium and says, I'm in my ninth year of the league and I haven't won a word I should not say on your beautiful broadcast because it's a family <laughs> company, uh, but it's an expletive. Um, and I asked Nathan about that. And he said, you know, I've changed. I'm a different person since that moment. Um, I'm a lot more positive. I'm more even healed. And I, I think I've learned now, like, look, I'm still going to be emotional if we lose, but you can work really hard at something and you can want it really bad and still not get it. Um, and so that maturation, I think this team has gone through. Um, so I think that can prepare them for this moment. And, and they have their own experience, just not this late in the season. Emily, I just want to say quickly before we let you go, talking about being prepared for the moment, these two teams obviously arriving here. But Shea can attest to this, you know, having Chicago ties with you, seeing where you're at, doing the coverage, being the face of it. We get stopped, and I'm sure a bunch of ESPN colleagues can say the same, get stopped and get praised for our hockey coverage and how great our teams do, both the studio and the in-game coverage. So congratulations on arriving at this spot, and we look forward to kicking back and enjoying you rock stars and what you guys have been doing and making the company look so good. Honestly, it's been so awesome to watch, and we can't wait, obviously, to watch the Stanley Cup final as well. And Congratulations to you. Everything that you've done, it's been amazing. You're a rock star. Oh, you guys 
You guys are rock stars. I'm such a big fan of both of you, and so I just feel like grateful that I got to join your show and say, no, I've, I've flaked on you before, but I was not going to flake today. It's game one. It's a big moment, and I want to share my insights with your audience. So you guys best. are the best. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Have a great Emily. One. Enjoy the broadcast, girl. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. Again, she's running off to do mic checks and get set for game one. Stanley Cup final. It's going down tonight, and you can catch it on ABC. It is the Lightning going up against the Avalanche game one from Colorado. That's where Emily is right now. So, again, that's Emily Kaplan, our ESPN NHL insider and reporter, getting you set for that Stanley Cup final on ABC in about uh, less than two hours, I think, at this point. Um, All right, next up, uh, from the Cup back to the NBA final. So, from the final to the finals, because we don't say finals in hockey. We say the NBA. Correct. We're going to go from one to the other. We'll go back to the NBA because we've got one more sleep before we've got game six, and that goes from Boston tomorrow night between the Celtics and the Warriors. We'll discuss it next. This is ESPN Radio and streaming on the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Out to the corner, Thompson, one dribble, fires for three, and crushes it from outside. That could be the dagger. We have a chance. we got two two cracks to getting one win. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It feels good, but we haven't done anything yet. Now I'm about to say something. Is this your favorite Bieber track? You love this song. I do love this one. love this song? Because he like, yeah, I like this one. I like the lyrics to this one. I know, Jordan does. Uh, get, well, get well soon, Bieber. Yeah, get well soon. <laughs> We've Now, there's multiple Bieber shout-outs here. Uh, Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette been holding it down for the guys here this afternoon. You can catch Candy and Carlin filling in for Greeny. That starts at 10 a.m. Eastern uh, this entire week, so that's where they are. And then, um, actually, I'm not sure who's doing this show tomorrow, but um, that's where they've been or, and will be the remainder of this week. We are presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. And tomorrow night... As we go back to the NBA Finals, we're going to see Game 6 from Boston. How do you say? From Boston. From Boston. From Boston. Your cousin. <laughs> I just love that commercial. <laughs> from Boston. Um, Warriors have now won two in a row at home. It's the Celtics' term to get a dub at home because they are in desperate need. Obviously, they need a win or they go home, and the Warriors obviously win the NBA Finals, and so the Celtics need to figure this thing out. So, Jay, as we get set for Game 6 tomorrow night, let's look at some player prop bets. And here we go with Steph Curry over under 28 and a half points. Minus 20, I think is how you say that is is the number there. But Steph Curry. It's minus 120? Minus 120, thank yeah. you. Steph Curry over 28 and a half points. I'm yeah, give me this. give me the over. I envision him having I, I, I envision him having 30 plus in this game. Now, what? could he have 28 and some great game? Absolutely. Yeah. I just think he's gonna really put on. I think 
I just I see him like right out of the gates. Like I feel like it's twenty point first half for Steph. That's really? kind of how I looked at it. I feel like he's going for thirty plus in this game. Okay, I was trying to find Steph Curry's stat line for the last few games, but I can't seem to find it quickly, so I'm going to move on. Um, Yeah, I'll agree with you. I think Steph Curry's going to have a much improved shooting night. Not that he didn't play well in Game 5, but I think that he's going to come out guns blazing in Game 6. And I think his first shot of the game will also be a triple. If we could find what the the prop bet is for that, if Steph Curry's first shot is a 3, I'll take that one all day long. Marcus Smart J here, Defensive Player of the Year, over 16.5 points. Plus 100 is the number there. Again, Marcus Smart over 16.5 points. You like it or not? See, Marcus Smart impacts the game in so many different ways. Right, he doesn't have to, yeah. So I, I do believe Marcus Smart has a really good game. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, look, he's part of what I guess you call their big three with Al Horford just on the outside looking in. I think that's a fair number for him or Al Horford. I, I'd say over. I'd say over for that one, too. Over 16.5 points, you're telling me. I see a 20-point game for Marcus Smart. Okay, against Golden State so far in this series, he is averaging 19.5 Yeah, I see him going for 20. Okay, so over. So we're going over for Steph Curry, 28.5. We're going over for Marcus Smart, 16.5 points. Jalen Brown, Jordan, under 30.5 points and rebounds. Now, wait, Matlek, is that combined? Yeah. Is it combined? Yeah, I mean, I believe it to be combined. Okay, yeah, they're not going to say he's going to go for 30. Um, it's combined. The f- for, uh, points and rebounds, 30 and a half. 30 rebounds would be an uh, impressive performance. Though. Right. No, 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 but I just wasn't sure of it. Yeah, I could see him going. I mean, he's got to be 20 and 10. I still think under. I think this is going to be a Jason Tatum game more than this is Jalen Brown. Although Jalen Brown has led the way for the Celtics in this series, which has kind of been part of the problem. Yeah, is he capable? Absolutely. But Jason Tatum's supposed to be the guy further along at this point in his career and their true superstar those guys together, obviously the deal, but I need more Jason Tatum. So, yeah, I think it's I think that's an under. Give me an under there. An under for Jalen Brown in terms of points and boards. I'm trying to see. So against the Warriors, Jalen Brown is aver- averaging 23 points per game. And in terms of boards, I can't quite find that right now because my computer's moving at a snail's pace. Again, all these numbers are brought to you by Caesar. So thank you for that. Um, and this is Celtics and Warriors tomorrow night from the Garden and. and Ryan, Matt Lack, who I keep referring to on this microphone, uh, he says Ryan had a bad beat. He had Draymond scoring Jay 10 or more points in game five, and he finished with eight. eight. And he had and he had those, I think, all in the first. No, he might have had a couple free throws in the second half. I think he had those eight in the first half. He did. It was very early early enough in the game, Jordan, yeah, that Ryan that thought was, that, that money. felt yeah, good. Yeah, that, that's horrible. That was in the pocket already. That was yeah, a tough one. he had eight in the first half. But I think he finished with, like, eight, five, and eight in the game. Like, had a, more of a Draymond-esque, not – masterful performance by any stretch, but had an impact. And you know what I think is hilarious about this, Matt Like I thought my husband was the only degenerate on this line. It looks like you're betting. See, Matt Lack's likable. Don't get confused with likability. Straight the numbers. (laughs) Straight the numbers. I'm I'm happy to be there for him. What is going on here? All right, let's go to the actual game, Jay, because I know you um, and I both think the Celtics are going to win tomorrow night at home. They're favored by four, are the Celtics. Celtics favored by four tomorrow at home. Do they cover? I got to be honest with you, if this weren't the finals and I only have two more opportunities, maybe only one, to bet on professional basketball, I would probably sit it out because part of me is torn. Yes, I said the Celtics win because I find it hard to believe that this group doesn't step up here. They're 3-0 and in elimination games in this postseason. It's hard to believe that they don't step up here. That being said, there's part of me that looks at 
Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Steve Kerr, and this group would say they're going to be greedy coming in here. They're not just going to say, insurance, we've got seven, game seven at home so we can afford to lose this game. I think it's going to be tight. That's a tight line. It's a two-possession game. If I, I'm going to bet it, you know I am. I'm talking my way through this I as know, we you go really, here, clearly. He, this, is, this is how it goes. Uh-huh. He'll tell me, babe, you think you think they cover, and he will either fade me and not listen or talk about it. You've been hot it. the last two. I have. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to take the C's to cover four. Do you believe that to be true? Because ultimately I'm going to take what you, what yeah, you do Yeah, because I think the Celtics are going to win. So but yes, do you I'll think they'll win by – Usually with like a four-point line, I feel like they've kind of had control down the stretch is what I feel like a four-point line usually is. So, like, do you, which it, it shouldn't be that thought process, but that's how I think it. I think, like, in the way I see it playing out is tight, tight, tight. Celtics made some big-time plays down the stretch and control at the final four minutes. And because I think that's how it happens, then they end up winning by eight or nine, give me the C's, take, pulling away late in the fourth. Yeah. Late in the fourth, though. It's going to be a great game Yeah, I, I until those last four minutes. Take the Celtics hopefully. to cover. I like the Celtics to win this game. I don't care you do money line or cover, whatever. But, yes, I think uh, – I definitely think the Celtics figure out a way to get this thing done. That is for sure. So, again, this is tomorrow night. Uh, NBA Finals, Game 6 from Boston, Warriors and Celtics. They've had two days off. Obviously, Warriors won the last two at home, and so now the Celtics need to find a way to pull out a W, or they go home and the Warriors are champions, and then we're having a whole kind of different conversation come Friday morning. Um, All right, coming up next, the NFL offseason continuing to roll on. We'll get you up to speed on what's been going on here in terms of the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson. He spoke to the media yesterday. We haven't talked about this in a while. We'll return to it, and we'll revisit it. This is ESPN Radio Streaming. On the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Do you know the song? I don't. This is, uh, I think this is BBD too. Oh, it is? I think. All right. Uh, Candy Carlin on the song. Oh, it's new edition. So I messed this up earlier. I'm glad I have a chance to correct. Go ahead. Poison, I got hyped like that was new edition. Michael Bivens was part of new edition. But that was actually BBD. So, like, sometimes I mix up who is Bel- BBD is Belbit DeVoe. So I always mix up, is that a new edition song? Is that a Belbit DeVoe song? Thank you for the clarity. This is a new edition. Right, good. I'm glad we got that worked out. This is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can reach us here at 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Just download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. Okay, so yesterday, Deshaun Watson spoke to the media. Um, Browns and all the teams in the NFL have started mandatory minicamp now, and so you know, typically when you see a franchise quarterback come to the podium, especially during mandatory minicamp, because OTAs are out of the way, and, and Deshaun Watson has already addressed the media the conversation is very different, but the conversation continues to be heavy when it pertains to Deshaun Watson because the stories keep coming out. Um, the civil allegations keep coming for Deshaun Watson. I believe the number is now up to 34, and the last I heard was that there could potentially be more coming and adding on to that list, and it's a serious situation. And, you know, Deshaun said a lot of things yesterday, and 
And amongst them was this quote, Jay, that I read earlier, and I want to read again because this kind of stood out to me as as one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, dude, this is not what I want to be hearing. I don't even know what I want to hear Deshaun Watson say at this point, but this wasn't it. And I don't have an answer for what's right and what's wrong for him to say or be doing. But it just all of it feels weird to me. And he said this, quote, I do understand that I have regrets as far as the impact that it's had on the community and the people outside of just myself. That includes my family. That includes this organization. That includes my teammates in this locker room that have an answer to these questions. That includes the fan base of the Cleveland Browns. That includes males, females, everyone across the world. That's one thing I do regret is the impact that it's triggered on so many people, and it's tough to have to deal with. What I understand is that Deshaun Watson isn't going to come out here and say he has regrets for what has happened because he's saying that he's innocent, of course. But also, what I what I – I guess I, 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 what he's trying to say here is that he regrets how all these people have to answer questions for him because it is a heavy situation. But to me, I'm like, really? I don't want to hear you say this. I don't want to hear you say this. Let's, let's, let's be real. There's nothing he's going to say where you're going to come out here and go, feel a, little bit I mean. better, feel a little bit better about the situation. 24 uh, active cases from women. I'm sure they're all being dishonest. And – you know, n- now he step up here and makes makes me believe that uh, maybe this is much ado about nothing. That's ludicrous. Like t- to me, nothing that Deshaun Watson does by stepping up in front of a microphone can glean positive. To me, if I were in Deshaun's camp, I would have been in his ear a long time ago. That's been failed very clearly. Whether it's criminal or not, that's for the courts to decide. But what I would say if I was a part of the Browns or I was a part of Deshaun's team in any way, you've already made a statement at one point. Now getting up and talking about this is not going to change anything. It's certainly not going to help anything. So I'm of the belief that, Shay, I guess if you're him, you want to get up and speak and represent yourself. But there was no good that was going to come from whatever was said from Deshaun Watson here because, again, there are 24 cases that loom very large against him and nothing – actively seems to be uh, taking place in terms of action from the league. And that's a problem for everybody right now. So anytime you see his face, it's going to generate a, can't believe this dude is part of the NFL right now. And I think that's probably it, Jay. Like, I don't want to hear from him anymore. And, again, I understand that he has to continue to say what he thinks to be true and what the rest of us who were not not there don't have an answer for right this second. Who I want to hear from is Roger Goodell in the NFL because I want the NFL to come forward and tell me that they're prioritizing this case and this situation and give us a timeline for when there's going to be answers. We heard in this press conference yesterday from Deshaun Watson him say that he's already talked to Roger Goodell. He's talked to the NFL at length, multiple hours, and answered the questions they needed to answer. We know the NFL has been conducting this investigation for months now. There's been courts that have made decisions. There's been teams, obviously, that have made decisions on Deshaun Watson. It's time now for the NFL to come forward and say what they have found and what they have decided. Or at least tell me that this is the utmost of the utmost importance and this is a priority and when we're going to have an answer. Because this, there's still no timetable. We're still doing this and that. Like, I'm done now. We're in mandatory minicamp. We're about to be in training camp in a month. And if we get to training camp without an answer on to when Deshaun Watson is suspended or what they're going to do about this situation, I'm going to be extremely frustrated because with every passing day, it looks worse and worse for the NFL because more and more facts and more and more women are coming forward. And it's it's just this whole situation. I'm just disappointed. And you truly disappointed. As you should be, Shay. And it's not something you can run from. He's a quarterback in a quarterback-driven league. Yeah. 
he is supposed to be the guy tasked with fixing an entire organization. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but a quarterback who's been rewarded nonetheless. That, well, before you interrupted, I would have said he's the highest paid player in NFL history. All this money being guaranteed. There's nothing you can run from here. Like, this guy is one of the guys in the league. And, and if if, if the, the longer this looms, I mean, we're going to get into camp. He becomes a sports storyline in terms of his impact on the field, which seems so trivial and mundane and, quite frankly, disrespectful in the face of there's 24 cases out here. So this is not somebody you can just hide and, like, eh, he's a known entity in the sport. He's a massive storyline, and nothing's being done right now. So I get why you're, what your angst comes from. It's a shared sentiment amongst many. Okay, and so then this obviously turns the attention to what do the Browns do now? They have no idea what the punishment is going to be from the NFL. None of us do, which is part of the problem. They have Baker Mayfield still on the roster, but he's been excused from mandatory minicamp, which ultimately, I don't know, tells us something. We had Dan Graziano here on this show on Canty and Carlin earlier today talking to Jordan and I, and here's what he said about the situation that's going on with Baker Mayfield and his future in Cleveland. Teams feel like they have the Browns over a barrel. They know they have to trade him. They know the money's guaranteed, so the Browns don't want to cut him because they have to pay him anyway. So if you're the Panthers and you want him, then it's at a certain price. It is, you know, hey, we'll take a shot on Baker Mayfield, but we don't want to pay him $19 million. So you guys should pay whatever, 10 11 and we'll pay the rest. Whatever that figure is, they and the Browns have not been able to come to an agreement on it. So I think it's a matter of who blinks first. And so Graziano obviously just saying, like, they're, they're going to have to come to some sort of agreement, or it seems like they have already done that. And, again, Dan Graziano joins us earlier here on Canty and Carlin. Shay and Jordan Cornette here filling in for the guys. And so it's going to be an interesting situation for Cleveland. And I'm sure Cleveland, for different reasons, is waiting to see what the NFL does in terms of punishing Deshaun Watson if and when they do decide that. Obviously, again, they're waiting for very different reasons than the rest of us, or at least Jordan and I are. I mean, there's no way Baker Mayfield plays for these guys. Baker, you're saying? Yeah. Yes, not Deshaun, obviously. Yeah, you're talking about Baker. Um, see, I, I hear that side of it. I also think it would be in his best interest to just go out, do his business. And I guess I jump, I jumped a shark here. If for, if for what I believe to be the future here for Deshaun Watson, let's say Deshaun Watson is indeed suspended for several games. I think it should be the whole season, and, and whatever happens with all this could be a lot more. But I just, given what's in front of us, it looks like he's suspended for the season, in my opinion. It's a guesstimation. You think Baker Mayfield in any world slides in there and plays football for the Browns? I certainly do not. Yeah, look, again, I could see that happening and understand why he's frustrated and mad and has already made his mind up. But I also think it would bode well for him in terms of the – in the eyes of other GMs and other head coaches across the National Football League to just be quiet, not say a word, and just go out and say, hey, I'm on this roster. I'm a competitor. I'm I'm going out here to compete. I'm healthy. Win some football games. Get some good stats. Do things the Browns didn't expect. Show those fans really what you're made of and be like, sorry, you can't have any more deuces. Yeah, Yeah. another – side to this which is again at the bottom of the list because finding justice is most important here whether it be uh, for the 24 women whether it be for Deshaun Watson that's why the legal system is there that being played out is of the utmost importance but then when I take this back to sports Shay think about a locker room think about leadership in a locker room typically it comes from the quarterback position typically this is a newcomer in this locker room this is a group that needs to be galvanized after what the last few seasons have been and the roller coaster of Baker Mayfield that's been up and down. 
And they talked about they wanted a mature presence in that locker room at the quarterback position. Uh, We could could talk about that forever. But let's focus on what I'm trying to present here is how does a locker room get behind a guy that they're looking at and saying, is he a criminal or is he not? Is he somebody that I don't want around any of my family members and he should be behind bars? Or is he innocent? This is the – the dynamic in that locker room must be so palpable, and I can't imagine how a team, at least the offensive side of the ball, because football is broken down between the defensive side, offensive side, yes, they're the same team. I just don't know how an offensive group can work cohesively with this lingering over them because I don't know how you look at a guy that's supposed to fix everything and say, but who is this man? And is this a man I want to be affiliated with to go out there and do battle with on Sundays and win games? I just can't imagine what must be a circus there in Cleveland well, yeah, right now. Usually when you sign a, a big free agent, like you're hoping for a fresh start or something, and obviously this has been more of a circus than it's been anything else there in Cleveland, which they asked for and they got. So True. here we are. Um, coming up next year on Candy and Carlin, again, Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys. We're going to play a little game of three and out. You're listening to ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There are a couple of places in the NFL that are really some intriguing, intriguing scenarios with players who are on the franchise tag or who are looking for a new contract. Number one, just to give you a quick update, within the last few minutes, Ron Rivera said they're not trading uh, Terry McLaurin away, who is uh, not in minicamp right now. But, Chris, there is perhaps an even bigger one with the Kansas City Chiefs and it's funny, with, with all that they did, what, a year and a half ago with their issues at, on the offensive line, and they actually solidified it with their draft last year, Orlando Brown is still not in camp right now on the franchise tag. That is a major, major issue that nobody's talking about. No doubt about it. And you're talking about the skill position core for the Chiefs taking a big hit with Tyreek Hill being traded. So... You don't want to have the the issue of your offensive line being in flux because the foundational piece, which is your left tackle in Orlando Brown, is not going to show up to camp on time. So this is something that we've got to watch as we move through the summer months. We've got, what, about a month and a half before teams decide they're going to report the training camp. Usually that happens at the end of July. So this is this is getting down to the wire in terms of being able to hammer out an extension for Orlando Brown, who is – one of the best young left tackles in the NFL today. Look, he is uh, somebody that just changes the dynamic, but in an absolutely horrible way it would change the dynamic for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is why I just cannot imagine a scenario where they don't ultimately get something done here. Yeah, they got to they gotta get something done. I mean, it's probably going to be a little more complicated than uh, – than others might think it would be because that is a premium position. When you start talking about left tackle, I mean, the, the guys at the top of the left tackle market, there are some big numbers there, Carlin. Yeah. I, I mean, so that that's what you're looking at. I mean, that that's 
that's going to be a challenge for them to be able to figure this out um, in terms of an overall deal. But this is a guy that you traded for, and you knew that when you traded for him, you were going to have to go down this road of paying him. So, to me, if you're Andy Reid and you're Brett Veach from the Chiefs, you got to go ahead and get this done. Now, this is a deal that's probably going to usurp what you're talking about with Trent Williams making $23 million on average annual value, mm-hmm. David Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. who's right there in that same territory. You're talking about the deal being, being more than that because of Orlando Brown's age and more of his prime being in front of him. So, yeah, if you're Kansas City, is it going to make you blush? Sure it is, but this is in part why you traded away Tyreek Hill so you could have money to take care of this guy who is an absolute necessity because if you bought the house in Pat Mahomes for $450 million, (laughs) you might as well get the homeowner's insurance with the left tackle in Orlando Brown. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette here. You know this. Yeah, Eminem. M. Oh, yeah, Andre. Andre, yeah. Uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, special thanks for our guests for joining the show today. Bob Herrick, Dan Graziano, Emily Kaplan, and, of course, Chris Carlin. And so we appreciate that. And it is time to end the show as we always do. Here's a little three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. Here we go. Time for three and out. Okay, let's start with this first one because Jordan loves this conversation. It is a good icebreaker topic. This was such an easy answer for me, but um, Jordan posed this to our producers. Oh, we're doing this. We're doing it. Posed it to our producers as well. I don't think they've answered, so let's do it really quick. All right, so a higher power presents to you whatever you believe in, but this higher power says, from this day moving forward, come lunchtime, you get one meal. That meal must be eaten to completion every day at lunchtime from this day moving forward for the remainder of your life. So you have to put some strategy into this, knowing that that meal you have for lunch has to be something that you can confidently consume without being too hungry, not being hungry enough, but also the ability to wake up every day and come lunchtime, eat said meal. Don't worry about weight gain, but do worry about the impact it could have on you for the day. What would yours be? Shay, you picked what for lunch? I pick pizza. You said you could eat pizza every day for lunch. Hot, cold, don't matter. Doesn't matter. She loves pizza. I said, and I'm a big guy, I said, give me a couple peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's consumable. I can still feel like I can make it through to dinner time, have energy. We'll feel good. Fellas, what do we think? Uh, Let's start with our AP, Sam. Sam, go ahead. I think this is an easy one for me. I'm definitely going wings and specifically lemon pepper wings. Wow, Sam's a vet. Sam's a vet. J. Tim's. I could get down with that, too. Shout out to J. Tim's. Best wings I've ever had. Sam, good answer. Okay, I like that. What do you got, Malak? We'll bring in Chris here. 
I'm going to, you know, best for last, right? Chris, oh, go ahead. He's trying to think about what he wants. Most Chris, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to stick with Jordan, actually. I'm going to go PB&J. I love a good PB&J. Uh, I'm probably going to just go with one, though. I know, Jordan, you said you're going with two. <laughs> I'm probably just going with one. Sorry. Right? Sorry. I'm just right? being honest. Wow. Just for real. A stretch. I made guys, this though. game. The question for Jordan and, and McGlynn is, is it an uncrustable or is it a traditional PB&J? Yeah, see, no. yeah, Regular see. PB&J. What yeah, kind of bread? Yeah, this uncrustable stuff. Not, we don't need I to mean, get in the kind of bread. I'm allergic I, to bread. So. I mean, what, I mean white bread. But here's how you can get creative. You can cut it diagonally one day. You cut it into oh, four okay. squares another. Enough. You can slice that it right lab. down the middle another. Send it home before the PB. It's already gone off the rails. Yeah. PB and chat. No this. worries. I've got a good answer here. I would go with a surf and turf, and the rest of my life would probably be about a week. So I think I could do it. <laughs> Great answer. Actually respect board. it. We got wings. Now here's the got Are we paying for the meal? Because then that might be the way to go. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. That is Don't worry about all those. That, that's minutiae, all right? I mean, there's no actual higher power that's going to tell you this. Unless you're married to Shay, she is the higher power that tells me every day what I will be eating. I think that was a shot fired, but I'll accept that. I don't care. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> uh, so that was our first out. Let's go second out. How much would you pay for your number? Because Sauce Gardner paid 50 k for his number one to be on his jersey. So he spent 50 G's for the number one. Now, yep. to me, I feel like this is like a little bit new money. Sauce Gardner, obviously, a new rookie, just getting into the league, and he's already dropping $50,000 for his number. Yeah, I mean, like Jerry Rice once famously said, look good to play good. So if he feels like any other number but one and he can't max out his potential come Sundays, then it's a worthwhile investment. Yes, he's on a rookie deal. Maybe he had some NIL money he was sniffing prior. Uh, endorsements, all that stuff thrown in. My man's got the bread to throw out this 50. And if he feels like at the end of the day the ROI is going to be worthwhile, it's a nominal fee. I'm cool with it. See, I didn't Important feel like- note, he got $21.5 million as a signing bonus. Boom. <laughs> but, yeah, still that .5 now is just like half of it's going to the – That's not how .5 works. Wait, five. No, it's, that's 500000 That's a tenth of that. My, 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 my wife is just, Sorry. hey, we're showing what kind of bracket we're in, y'all. I mean, twenty one five to her. I didn't even know. It's 21 <laughs> and 50000 Jordan, what a good recovery. <laughs> I was like, that's uh, not how the five works, yeah, babe. Yeah, he's right. Okay, anyways, what I was going to say is I don't think it's this look good to feel good thing. What I would have assumed for Sauce Gardner to dish out this kind of dough for a number one was because – like a superstition thing. Like he felt like number one was his. Well, he does. He, right. he so feels like that. I mean, numbers mean a lot. See, no, this I is know. where you know sports inside and out, but you didn't wear an actual jersey. Right. So, like, right. that means a lot to, to, to certain athletes. Not all, but certain. And so that number means a great deal. Plus, it's going to be sold yeah, in stores. Like, he wants to see the gardener with the one underneath it. That's sauce, baby. Yeah, that's fair. And that, so that part of it I understand. But if you like, did wear a jersey, what would you wear? What number? Eight. Yeah, that's right. Eight's your favorite number. Eight's I forgot my favorite about number. that. Flip it on the side. Infinity, good for life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that off my head. I had to. It was pretty cute. Okay, last question here. And I know it's dinner time, so I apologize. I had a time for bringing this up, but blame our producer. Um, this, is in, this is information everyone wants to hear. Uh, in North Carolina, they're essentially giving people $2,000 to release a, a truckload of cockroaches into your home. $2,000, Jordan, would you allow a company to release cockroaches into your home? You get two grand on the, on the spot. Shay, you know me. 
I don't even kill the insects in our crib. That's true. Somebody intruder comes in, I'll grab the bat, the golf club, and I'm Gucci. We'll do battle <laughs> to the end. But if there's an insect walking around here, I'm giving you the paper towel, and I'm rooting for you to do do what's needed to be done. There is no amount of money where I would let more than one cockroach in my house. Nah, it ain't happening. Um, what only about a mouse? What about a mouse? Only cockroach I've ever enjoyed was the one on a Cosby show, The Actor. And that has nothing to do with Bill, so chill out. But no cockroaches at all. At all. All right. Three and Out is brought to you by Indeed. Attract, interview, and hire at Indeed.com slash credit. It has been fun filling in for the guys. Shay Cornett, Jordan Cornett. Spain and Fitz is next.